Dear Sangha, today is the 17th of January 2013. Do you hear me well? We are in New Hamlet at the Meditation Hall Full Moon uh, during our winter retreat from 2012-2013. I have written 11 page, uh, 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 um, summarize of 11 page of what we have learned during a winter retreat that I wrote in Vietnamese and we will be translated into English very soon. And if you really care for having that, at the end of winter retreat, we will have... Sister Thoai Nghiêm have to type uh, one week for this, uh, this uh, article. And that for those of you who spend the whole month of three months of winter retreat to read and to to read and to revise and to look what you learned during the winter retreat and have you have you achieve maybe you have heard quite a lot or you practice some and then you forget and so I I summarize now on the guidelines so that you can make use of in order to guide you. So you remember the last year I summarized the letters writing to the young scientist. It's also a kind of guideline for summarizing the whole winter retreat of last year. And so this one is the summarizing of the winter retreat of this year. A number of big mistakes that many Buddhist traditions have done and maybe in a few days you have an English text. We are translating into English. And you need to read in advance in order to listen to the next, um, the next Dhamma talk because we still have only a few weeks. We have Sister Chang Duk, the English sister who is very good scholar on Buddhism, and she would translate for us. And then in a few days, you have the English text. And those of you who spend the whole three months, you can have also a copy. Or you really care, but you come for two months, you also can have it. One Dear friends, there is a king who has some mental problem. His name is Asajatu. Asajatu, the son of the Bimbishara king. He has some mental problem because in order to shorten the period of, of his father, it means... Anyway, he will receive the kingdom from his father, but he shortened and he tried to kill his father in a very, very bad thing. And then, and also later on, also his mom. So he feel, and the father king Bimbisara is the one who have been very close friend of, of the Buddha. Bimbisara one day, one, one day while he's walking in his uh, city, he saw a monk. A very young monk and very beautiful monk 
walk relaxingly, and he was very impressed. Who is such monk who is so beautiful and so refined person walking and baking food on our city? But he was so impressed, and he didn't come down in order to. For him, the King Bimbisara thing that is not not too intrusive. So he gave an order for one of his uh, attendant to follow that monk and to know where that monk stay. And that young monk is Shidarta when he was not enlightened yet. Shidarta is a, a prince. A prince, of course, walk mindfully already. And when he become a monk, he's even better because he his walk mindfully, relaxingly, and it's impressed the king Bimbisara a lot. And when the king found the place where Siddhartha stay in the corner of the forest near the city, so one day the Bim- king Bimbisara came and visit the monk and then and he came up to 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 top um, hill because uh, Siddhartha stay in the foot of the tree on the up hill so the king put his uh, royal cart on down feet of the mountain and so he walked up, but that king had some need of spirituality. He said that we need a kind of of um, of a good teacher so that uh, is give uh, to the the your country to have some profoundness, some some depth, in order to to give a kind of special for our kingdom. So the Bimbisara was impressed by Siddhartha and he came and he said that I would like to invite you to be the spiritual teacher of my country and then you will be the king of the whole the kind of the teacher of the whole country of my whole nation and Siddhartha said that I'm sorry so king I'm not enlightened yet I don't know I didn't I have not seen my way yet how I can be your teacher and then after that they sit and then they the kings discover that this man is already a a former son of a king so he could be a king already but he abandoned on in order to search for the way of liberation and so the, the king was very impressed and when the kings if you like, I want to cut the country into two parts, and one is for you and one is for me. And Siddhartha told himself in silence, he said, Oh, I already abandoned my kingdom, and now I don't want to take another kingdom. It's too much for me. No, I don't like it. But he... And then he silently withdraw, And he don't want to be, to be, to be disturbed again. And so the day after, the king cannot find him. So he skipped himself from that area, and he went to other 
part of the country. <clears throat> but during that conversation, Siddhartha had promised that when I see my way, when I see my path, how to go to liberate myself and to the world, I will come back to see you. And so he decided that so when the Buddha was enlightened and then he became a Buddha and he already have more than 1,000 disciples, among them 900 from Kashyapa um, tradition who worship in the past uh, the fire. And so the Buddha, was, after being enlightened, he tried to help and the five um, practitioners on ascetism First, and then after that, he met with a few one and a few one, and finally we met with the brother, the three brother of Kashyapa who worship the fire, and they all follow the Buddha to be his disciple. So when he has such a people, and he already trained them to be better, and then he together the the, the Buddha together with one thousand disciple went back to see King Bimbisara. And at that moment, the Buddha was still young, 35 years old. And maybe yeah, less than 40 years old. And so he went to see Bimbisara kingdom and see the king. And when he went back when the Buddha went back to Bhungsa Raja. Many young people were so motivated and want to become monk. And many just married couple, and then many men want to join the Buddha and abandon his wife, his partner, his. Uh, and so at that moment, there is no woman uh, who become monastic. And so the, the, the women start to rebel. And later on we have a, a Sangha of monastic women. Yeah. So when he went back and he was a very good friend of the king and then he teach quite a lot, but people in the city receive some of the teaching number more or less. Those who receive more want to become monastic. Well, but uh, but the young young prince uh, Asha Satu, he he do not listen at all to the Buddha teaching, and he became, yeah, his craving is so big, and then he want to shorten the period of ruling of his father. He want to rule the country now, and he and he tried to hide a sword in order to go and kill the king. And then so, because Bimbisara had been the disciple of the Buddha, so he was very kind. So he forgave his son for the wrongdoing like that. But the craving to to become a king, very young king, is, is so, so strong in Ashasattu. So he found, he searched many ways to, to, to shorten the life of his father and put the father in jail and so on. And Ajahn Satu 
with the help of um, some some monk in the sangha of the Buddha, and so as a politician craving for for reputation for the kingdom, so Asasatu also meanwhile he tried his best to to take the power of the kingdom. But on the other hand, he tried to divide and um, persuade a number of monks in the Sangha of the Buddha in order to say. And so about 500 monks, uh, 500 monks followed Ajasatu in order to set up a kind of governmental Sangha of, uh, I mean, pro, pro Ajasatu. And that um, this group of 500 um, monks to say that Buddha is bad, is etc. So they divide into group, and 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 he, the king Ajasatu, the young young prince, he himself, try his best to do something. So he he arrest his father and put him in jail, and then want to deprive the food from the father so that the father dies silently without knowing that he was killed by his son. Nobody is allowed to visit the king and so no food but nobody knew because nobody is allowed to visit the king. But his wife, the the queen, is allowed. So finally, so the, the Ajasatu occupied the kingdom and he do not allow anybody to take care of the king. And then his wife is allowed to visit and his wife tries her best. She puts some biscuit in her hair in order to bring to the king. But but the the the, the god have seen that and they took back. And so after that the, the king was starving of food. And so sometime The queen thinks of the way that after after having a shout and she would take the the powder very thick and she she pain in her whole body and so it looked like she has nothing but when she enter into the room of and she take from one layer of powder rice powder two layer three layer and then on a, and the, the prince and that the Buddha and the, the king Bimbasara do not die because they say that oh the king still survive because yeah and then finally so the king have seen that the king Ajasatu have seen that, that the father still survive and so finally he forbid his wife his, his mother the queen to visit and then finally Bimbasara died and so the governmental Sangha of um, who are descendant to Buddha and they they set up themselves and have a strong support of the of the king the new king and and when Ajasatu is declared to become a king of course the The Buddha do not attend, but the dissident group against the Buddha attend and also celebrate the the the, the King Ajasatu. 
But the Buddha continued to practice in the Sangha and they keep the training properly and there's nothing to do with But then slowly, slowly the king have all the power he need and then slowly he, he, he become mentally sick. He became mentally sick and he said that, oh, the Buddha now hate me because during that time there's many temptation to kill the, the Buddha himself too. But every time the Buddha escaped from being killed, but he still keep his loving mind and he never hate um, uh, the new king. And so there is one day the son of Ajasatu want to bring the dog to 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 go in the in the meal of the king and the queen, the new king in. And then the grandma, grandma, it means the one who is wife of Bimbisara. And the king said that I don't want the, the, the dog to go and to eat together with the royal family. But my son loves so much uh, the, the dog. Please forgive me for bringing the dog to the room. And then the, the, the grandma queen said that, You love your son and you agree, you're sure. I accept the father always loved the son, it's normal. I accept that because you know that your father also loved you a lot. You know, and she reported that in the past your, your father Bimbisara loved you a lot. And then she told the story that a few, one day, Your your index have inflamed, and then it's, it's hurt a lot, and then you cannot sleep, and you cry, and so your father have to to keep keep on the the mucus to go in his mouth, in order for you to, and he he hold his your finger in his mouth for the whole night, and when when the mucus is there, and then. But your father, and then he tried to suck on the the blood and the mucus in your fingers, because if if he took took out your finger, and then it hurt you, so he have to swallow also the mucus and the blood in your swollen finger, and when you hear like that. Ajasatu feel very, very bad. And after that, he have some mental, mental sickness arise, and he cannot be healed. Nobody can heal him because many herbal medicine, many, many things cannot heal his mental sickness. During that time, the Buddha was um, residing in the Gridakauta mountain. At the foot of the Grida mountain, mountain, at the mango grove, mango grove at Jivaka. Jivaka is a physician who take care of the Buddha. And sometimes he climb up the mountain. And then Jivaka told the, told the king Ajasatu, Because he is a physician, and they also try to 
to heal the king. And Jivaka physician said that the only person who can heal you is the Buddha. I can guarantee you that no one can can heal your disease. And Ajahn said that no, I'm no, I cannot go and see the Buddha Gotama because I have killed my father. I have killed his own good friend. I have done many bad things, and so he will not heal me. And Jivaka, Doctor Jivaka, said that no. The Buddha have no enemy. The Buddha is very compassionate. You, I can guarantee you, there is a wonderful person, no enemies, and his compassion is illimited. His love is illimited. You only can be healed if you come and you see to be healed by 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 the Buddha. Is the best spiritual physician. You can heal your mental disease. So that day, and so the Asasatu decide with a group of attendants and to go and see the Buddha at the foot of the mountain. And then after that, they put the car on the foot of the mountain and the group Dr. Shivaka the king asked, the king Ajasatu, the mentally sick king, asked, um, asked Jivaka, the Buddha stay with whom? And, and the doctor Jivaka said that he always surround by at least uh, 1,000 people. Thousand of people is around him. And, and you will come and you will see the Buddha surrounded by a lot of monastic. And so, when they arrive to the foot of the mountain, Ajasanta is so silent. You said that many thousand people stay around the Buddha, but why so silent? And then, maybe they have a kind of ambush. Maybe they are prepared ambush in order to kill me. Because I was so bad, and and the Buddha, the the Ajasantu is so frightened, and Shivaka said that no, that is noble silence. It's not a kind of um, a kind of ambush. Don't be worried. Yeah, I I can guarantee you that the Buddha have, is somebody have illimited compassion, and so. And then at that moment they see some flame, there's no electricity at that time. Yeah. And so, with the help of Dr. Jivaka, they enter, enter to the, the mango grove, and they, he was so impressed by many thousand monks who sit quietly, peacefully, silently surround the Buddha, they are doing, Evening city meditation. And then Jivaka came and said that there is a king Ajasatu come and visit the Buddha invite the king to go in. And the Buddha gave the sutra call. Um, there is a, a, a question from the, the king. 
Normally, you are patient. You come. You have to to tell a number of your disease. But the king didn't tell his disease. He asked. He asked a very funny question. Dear Buddha, why there's so many young people and to become a monastic? What is a, what is useful to be a monastic when you are so young? A very simple, simple question because why there's so many thousand young people who surround the Buddha and they look fresh, they look Relaxed, they are so quiet. And he asked, why there's so many young people who follow you? And the Buddha have given a teaching called Shamongkwa. It means the fruit of practicing to be monastic. And the Buddha said that, for instance, there is a, a, a slave. There is a slave who have to work day and night for a wealthy man. And one day he saw a monk walking relaxingly, joyfully, and he compared, why? The other one is so, I have that life, terrible life, day and night, work so hard, and I don't have any relaxing moment, and there is no any quality of life to be a slave, to be bitten, to be... And they order you to do that, to do that, to do that, and it's terrible. And how we can escape? And people say that if you want to escape from that life, you become a monk. And, and if you want to... And after that, he become a monk. And when he become a monk, he has a bowl. There is three rope. That's all. Every month, even you come from royal family or very humble family, you only have one ball and three robes. That's all. Nobody can order you. Nobody beat you because you are no longer a slave. From a slave, you become a, a big shoe. Um, you live on the merit of your relaxing peaceful behavior and then you escape from discrimination from suppression some oppression beating insulting and uh, discrimination of uh, race of of caste because in india in india there is different caste but you you are free you are no longer have any caste only a few days you become a free person you are free from on the caste. You are free from the oppression. You are free the rich, poor. You are, you are a person with all your dignity like any others. You keep your beauty, your dignity, your relax, your peace. In only, and then only a few days and then you are free. And the Buddha said, oh, it's so wonderful. The, the king said, it's so wonderful. Please continue to teach to me. And that the, the, the sutra called the fruit of become monastic. Shamong is monastic. And to escape from all the discrimination.
so on. The Buddha continued. He said that when you are a, a, a monastic, you receive a number of precepts. The precept, and it look like a rule, like discipline, and force you to obey. No, but more you keep the precept, more you are free, like uh, not to steal. And if you don't steal, and then nobody can arrest you, because if you steal, and then they put you in jail. But if you don't steal, you don't. And if you don't uh, lie. And then and you cannot lie a long time. One day they will caught you. And when they caught you, and then you are put in jail or in trouble, and you are addicted to, to alcohol, you are addicted to drugs, and when you are free of... of and so the, the precept is not to drink alcohol, not to use drugs. And so because you use alcohol and drugs, and then you are pulled by the drugs and the alcohol... And so, if you are a robber, you are a thief, and then there is a precept to prevent you to, 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 and so every monastic, every butchu will receive 250 precepts. 250 precepts, you have 250 kind of liberties. And so, oh, so wonderful, so wonderful, and then please continue. And when you become a monk and you have no property, you have nothing. And so because you have no property, you are not afraid to lose. <laughs> because if you have a lot of property, you need a god. And you need to go and bank. But at that time, there is no bank, but you need a god. And you have a lot of uh, money and, and gold. And the, the robber, the thief. And if you are a big two, you are a monastic, you have no property to, to lose. And so you are free. You stay in the forest, under the tree, you are very happy because you have nothing to lose, to lose, to be lost, to be lost. Even you are, you are the governor, you are, um, You are minister. You don't have nothing. You don't have any, any, any big, big name like a minister, governor. You are free. You have nothing to lose, and then you are free. And the safety of a, of of a monastic is you have two hundred fifty liberty. So you see, when you keep one, and then you are free from that. And the Buddha, the the king said that it's so simple. It's so simple. It's the fruit of the practicing to be a monastic. We have only a bowl. We have no property. We have no account. We have nothing, and so we don't. Have, we are not afraid to lose. Nobody. Nobody kill you. Nobody try to uh, to rob your property. And 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 the Buddha said, "Dear King, it's only the three first uh, fruit. 
But the monastic will not cr- run after reputation, about not do not run after fame, do not run after all the sensual desire, and so they have a lot of time to do sitting meditation, walking meditation, be in touch with all the wonders of life around them, and to see all the beauty of the nature. And to be in touch with what is wonderful, fresh, nourishing, and and heal our suffering, and you have more time to practice and to relax and to enjoy. But but outside, people are so busy and they have no time to rest, no time to eat, and the fourth. Fruit. Fourth fruit is you have plenty of time to enjoy life, to be in touch with what is wonderful in life. It's not not all monastic. The, the the Buddha told the king, the monastic practice mindfulness, concentration, and if he or she practice well peacefully. In the present moment, in touch with what in the present moment, see deeply what in the present moment. So he touch what is joyful, that is happiness in his life. And if you have mindfulness, you go back to your in breath and out breath. You don't let on this agitation carry you away, and you live deeply in the present moment. In touch what is the wonder in the present moment. The positive, the deep, the wonderful part in the present moment, and they are free from all the worries at home, from the worries of that fear. They are free from that fear, and so they live. A monastic can live deeply his present moment, enjoy the condition of his eye in good functioning. His ear, his nose, his tongue, his body is still in good shape, and then, and then by being mindful like that, and then he is no longer dispersed by thinking that that that, and then he, when he is more concentrated, and he sing, sitting in the very deep vision, and he sitting in the very deep, and and he see the the fruit. And the consequence, the roots of, of the what happened, and he behaved correctly, beautifully, with dignity, with beauty. But during that time of practicing, if he recognized that bad habit energy from his mom, and then he tried to translate, transform his bad quality from that influence of. That society, he tried to correct because he can recognize what is negative, and he recognize and then transform them. And the king said that he's so simple, he's so simple. Oh, I didn't know that become a monastic. There is so a lot of fruit like that. In the past, I didn't know only simple thing. And the king said that it's not yet, not finished yet. There's so many advantage. This one before, and now. The monastic, the one who have a chance, can see things as impermanent, 
life is impermanent, but we don't. We always behave like things is permanent, and you stick to that, and you are you suffer. But if you see that things is impermanent, never mind. Today he's so bad, but maybe tomorrow he learn more and he transform. She is like that. So you recognize impermanence in order you live in a very relaxing way, and so you you transform, you you overcome. The complex to be equal to other or, or better or be inferior or superior to that. You are a free person and you live in a free way. Yeah. And the king said, oh, wonderful, wonderful. I didn't know. I thought that monastic are only those who are these lazy. Only they are lazy and don't do anything. But in fact, I, I know that they, they do well. And so, And the Buddha said that, not yet, not finished yet. And then the monastic have time to look deeply and see that everything is, they pretend to disappear, but they manifest again, and they pretend to disappear. And there's nothing to be lost, and no, no death, and no birth. It's just losing here, manifesting there, riding on the ocean of, of manifestation and hiding and manifest joyfully. There's nothing and no fear of death at all because that is just a moment that you hide yourself and manifest again and again and again. And it's so wonderful. And during that time, you have a kind of biggest freedom. Ajahn said that, Oh, I have not witness that yet. But I think that I, I trust that it can happen to a number of people. And then the Buddha says, not yet, not finished yet, on the liberty of the happiness of a monk. A monastic, even he didn't do anything to help people, but his presence, his relaxing presence, his way of walking, his way of looking people, with compassion, with love, with um, inclusivity, to not discriminate. And, and so his behavior is so nice. So he even didn't do anything for others. And people just look at him or at her, and people feel inspired already. And so even without doing yet, their presence is already helped people. Even they don't do it politics, they don't do um, economy, increase economy, increase uh, reorganize politics, but their presence is so useful for society. And in the society where there is no morality, and people get violent, and people discriminate, people kill each other, fight each other, and cause a lot of suffering, but the presence of monastery they are light, they are fresh, they are useful for to, to offer freshness, joy for life. That's enough. And then even they don't do politics. They don't do any humanitarian work. They don't do anything for politics, for economy. But their moral, more, their ethical presence is so helpful to society. And so after that, this teaching, the Buddha, the, the, the king was very, very impressed. 
and then the king didn't ask about his sicknesses but thanks to the practice and he know that the Buddha love him and then the Buddha do not uh, hate him and then the the king touched the earth and please allowed me to become your disciple and then after that that first meeting nothing about his disease the the king was liberated and he his disease is gone and so he he thanked the doctor physician of jivaka and On this, what I told you have been recorded in many sutra, but there is a sutra about the the fruit, shamungwa, fruit of being a monastic, and about the practice of a monastic. So when you become a monk or nun, and those of you who are not monastic, please consider. <laughs> But it's not not too old, <laughs> and because that is fruit you can obtain right away. So we study the sutra now. <laughs> that is already one sutra. Next April, there is an um, ordination. Next April. In Thailand. The question about uh, when we pass away, what happened? That is, every society, every tradition, spiritual tradition, they always have that question. They want to know, when you pass away, what happened? Is something re- remain or nothing remain? So there are those who say that they are scientists, they say that, and after you pass away, there's nothing left. And all these scientists is fell down in a kind of mental category they call nihilism. Nihilism. Wrong view about annihilation. Nihilism, annihilation, is mean when you pass away, nothing left. That is kind of sentence that the Buddha called a cat mental category of annihilism. Mm. Annihilation. And there is other theory who feel that when you pass away, you're still there with the kind of eternal soul. 
that you go to the kingdom of God or you go to another life, etc. So is there is an eternal soul and you fell into another mental category they call eternalism. Eternalism. Eternal. We understand, we see clearly that. The notion about uh, birth, death, um, being, non-being, permanence, um, eternalism, and uh, and, um, nihilism, annihilation, all these things belong to a kind of mental category, a kind of mold that this mold, this mental category do not contain the truth. If you look deep and you see that, that is not that. It's not like we thought, not like that mold, not like that mental category. Like uh, like you look at um, a cloud. In Plum Village, I used to illustrate you invite people to to look deeply up a, a cloud, and you see that the cloud sometimes is born, and sometimes the cloud disappears. But you look deep into a, a, a cloud, you can see that the cloud is not born but will not die, because before the cloud seen in front of you, before that the cloud is already vapor of water from ocean, from the river, from the house of when people, people burn something and your, 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 your breath out, you have breathing out quite a lot of vapor of water. And so, so you are breathing out cloud. It's a kind of part of a cloud because cloud is made from little particle of vapor of water. And so, so when they are in the form of vapor of water, you cannot see the cloud. But when there is some degree of, of cold, and then they, they condense, more condense, and they look more condensed, and they look like a cloud. And according to the color in the, in, in, in the air, that, that they become more red and more more white and more yellow and so on. So they, the cloud, when they hit a very degree of cold, so they become or rain or snow or hail, and then the cloud cannot die. The cloud, the cloud only transform into rain, can to transform into snow, but uh, but the cloud will never die. And the the rain or the snow is only the continuation of a cloud in a different form. And you can see clearly the cloud is no birth, no death, because from the nothing, it's not from the nothing, a lot of vapor, they become a cloud. 
and from time they become rain, they become snow. So they just transform, they just manifest itself in a different form. The cloud manifests itself in form of vapor, in the form of rain, in the form of snow. But they are not birth, no death of the cloud. And so if you are caught by the idea of the cloud die already, and then you are caught in the mental category of of annihilation. You you draw a box and you say that my cloud died already. It's nothing. And so your beloved one passed away. You say that, Mom, where are you? Or Daddy, or my beloved one, Grandma, where are you? And so like you say that, Oh, my beloved cloud, where are you now? And that is the wrong way of questioning. So when the cloud is no longer a cloud, what happened to the cloud? And you look deep and you see the rain, you see the snow. And when your grandma passed away, you look deep and you discover her by meditation. And thanks to concentration. And then you have the insight. And so we ask the Buddha, when the Buddha passed away, he will, he will stay there or he is no longer there or he is and then there's many, they put many more, many mental categories. You have to answer, when the Buddha passed away, is he exist or is nothing? Or he is exist and not existing? And he is existing and not existing? And the Buddha answered that all these mental category do not carry the truth. The truth must be beyond on these more, beyond on these mental category. And you see in the middle way, you, 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 you write nicely, relaxingly, and you see the, the middle way. You do not divide directly in the middle, and you say that, that the middle way is also wrong. You see a little bit there, a little there, and you see, and you write nicely in the middle way, in the, and so, you see on, but you can see the impermanence, and impermanence is. We already learned last time there is a, the line representing the times, and you make up one point is that year of 2600, etc., before Christ, and then, and then you said that the one or yesterday is that date. The one who act, who yell young, it means who sow the seed of bad seed or good seed. Yell means sow. And young is mean the cause, the cause of bad seed or good seed. And here, one month later, is the one who receive the fruit, the harvest of only seed. And so the thaya, it means the receiver, the recipient, and the sower, the, the, the actor. From the actor to sow the seed, a few years or a few hours or a few days, and we ask the one who sow, the actor, and the one who receive is two, 
are one. The one who received on the, the is two person or one. And if you look at you look at impermanence principle, principle is not invented by the Buddha or by God by anyone. That is thing is is changing, changing, changing. So the river of one hour before is no longer this river because on the on the drop of water go to other side and here is another river. You stand on the river side and then and you at three year old is different from you at seven year old, you different from the twenty five year old and you different from you now. And so it's not the same. But it's not different. You are not that little boy or little girl of five year old or seven year old and when not that young woman of twenty year old but you are now twenty seven. It's not the same but it's not different. So you write gently on the middle way. You write gently in the middle way. You cannot draw a line. No. At fifteen year old I am it's not correct. I'm not one with the one three year old. I'm not one with the seven year old. I'm not with the fifteen year old. I'm not with the twenty year old. So we write in the between. You try to escape on the box. You try to escape on the mental category. And so your idea is also a box. And then, and you say that you are equal. You are the same than that five year old boy or that seven-year-old girl. And so you are not one, but you are not different. And so you are one, is one mole, one box. And now the, you are not the same, is also in, on some other box. And so you avoid on these two box, two mental category. And middle way, is you get rid of that and you write gently on the the wave of changing, changing, changing in the better way that you like. And so when people ask you, when you pass away, do you still there? If you say that, no, I'm not there, it's incorrect. But yes, I'm still there, it's also incorrect. So if you say that, you with the baby... And you, with you now, you are changing. And you now here, and one hour later outside, you are a little bit different already. So you write gently on the impermanence and on the growing, and we grow in the better direction. To make better, it means make people happier, you happier, and peace. So the the one who acts, and the one who receive is not the same, but it's not different. And so you have to try to escape on this category, escape on this box, on this notion, in order to gently write on the 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 the, the, the river of birth and death and coming and going, and you do not put yourself into a box. Uh, mental category, yes, I already there, die, nothing left. Yes, I'm still continue. 
So, the Buddha, many times, and in this retreat, we try to learn that there is many books like that, and try to overcome and write gently on, on these books. <laughs> Don't put yourself in any box. Yes, no, coming, going, birth and death, above, below, uh, recipient, recipient, uh, the receiver and the actor. They are not the same, but it's not different. So tends to the deep look on impermanence, you can overcome on this pair of opposite. Yes, no, becoming, non-becoming, that is impermanence. You can, you can overcome that. And people say that that when the Buddha passed away, he's no longer there, or he's there. If you are an intelligent student, you say that. If you say that he's still there, it's not correct. But you say that he's not there, it's not correct. Because these two things are heter- heretic, are wrong box. I don't want to put myself in any of these box. In fact, hmm? it's easier than we thought. Yeah. If you look deeply into impermanence, you look and you see that you at five year old and you at thirty year old is quite different. But in your mind, in your mind, you always think that you are one. You at five year old and you at thirty year old, you always think that you are one. I have been hurt by my mom, I have been bitten by my dad. But is that is gone already. Now you are another person more mature and you understand her suffering and her difficulty. So you are you are overcoming all this thing. So you look deeply and you see that the Buddha is still there. But if you persuade it, yes he's there in a very firm way, it's it's not easy. He's still there. It's not the same image that he was in the past. And you too, you are so different from you at five years old. How you want the Buddha to be there exactly like him 2,600 years ago. And so you have to see. You see, the snow is quite different from the, the cloud. And yet, yet you know that snow is, is cloud. And if you look at the Buddha in the signlessness, without sign, and you can see clearly the Buddha. Like the, the mus- physician, musician Anvir, he, he, he wrote many, many songs when we sing Tao Khe, Tao Khe. And then when we go and we sing Tao Khe, we know that Bach and Bek is there. The musician and Bek, he passed away already. But he's there in the song. And then, and then we too, and we have Bach and Bek in us too. And so we see that 
the Buddha is still alive in all of us. And then you are a lay people or monastic, you are still carrying the Buddha there. The way you behave is so gentle and so non-discriminative. It's you are already the Buddha. You can touch the Buddha in you. You don't need to to go back to 2,600 years ago and then to search for where is the Buddha. He exists or he doesn't exist. That is not worth for a question. And he's still there, but not there in the way that we want to put him into that box. He's not that man with the... Yeah, but he, if you say that he's there, it's not exactly correct. But if you say that he's not there, it's not exactly correct too. So we have to transcend on this mold, on this mental category in order to see, to touch that truth without description, without more. And so, the wherever the Buddha, the Buddhism come, the way taught by the Buddha come, it help the society of that moment be less violent, more, more human, like in Vietnam, with the Buddhism. We don't have that dynasty of Li and Trang. And even, even some bad thing happened, but they try to forgive, to embrace each other, and, and from the mud of, because it's also in Tan dynasty and Li dynasties, it's also Okfon people. But then they use that and transform into that. Before Li dynasty, the, the, the penalty was very violent. Some, some criminal are put into, um, boy, 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 oil to grill them like potatoes. And it's terrible. And thanks to the Li dynasty, we abandon all these, um, the way of punishing people like that. Only forgiveness, only try this way and other way. And so, and they, we become a civilized, civilized uh, nation when Li dynasty thought. And after a while, eight generation of Li dynasty, and then some craving men of Tang want to go, and then try to create a lot of bad thing, but the way of true Buddhist practice, and they, they overcome that, and they become more, peaceful, more loving, and so 300 years without, without war, we try to, even we stop the invasion of Mongol army, but we always try to send good excuse and try to make peace right away with the enemy, we just win. And so thanks to that, that they can last 300 years without war, because of that. and so you can see that the Buddha is still there in Vietnam during that period. And, and now, if in Vietnam they don't behave correctly with number of Buddhists, it's okay, because that is what that we are, we are trying our best to transform into flower. And so, and so, if we say that the, the cloud is, 
no birth, no death, and so you cannot say that is the cloud still there or not still there? Is the Buddha is there or not there? If you recognize that the nature of the 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 nature of the na- the nature of the world is no birth, no death, no coming, no going. So you are not worries about the presence of the Buddha or not presence of the Buddha. And when you can see the nature of no birth, no death of the world, and then and on your fear, your your worries disappear, and you have a big freedom. Overcome that pair of birth and death, and you see that the reality is no birth, no death. You can really see it. You can really feel that, and then you transcend on the other pair, <coughs> because these pair are leaning to each other in order to manifest. If no birth, no death, and there is no existence, no non-existence. Uh, and so, some the first first pair is gone, and then other pair is gone, are gone too. In science, they discover that no birth, no death. The French. The, the 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 first principle of energy thermodynamic they spoke about that <coughs> the, the 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 principle of conservation of the energy the conservation of energy they the matters and energy they are they enter are you cannot create matters without energy and you cannot destroy matters. If you destroy matter, it become energy and energy will become matter again. You can make that matter into another matter and you can make this matter to become energy. You can make this energy to become other energy. It means kind of transformation and balancing to each other. And so they they are preserving each other. Mm. You cannot create energy um, without using some matters. And, and the French scientist Lavoisier said that nothing is great and nothing is lost. And because that is, they, they manifest here, they disappear there, and they manifest there, and they disappear there. 
and so your body is also matters, but it's also energy. And because energy, matters can become energy, and energy can become matters. And that is these two, but are one. So your mind is helpful for your body, and your body is helpful to your mind. And so when you have difficulty in your mind, and then it's, it's influence your body to be sick. And then if you use your mind to be liberate yourself, live in a free way and it helps your body to be healed. So so your body is a kind of energy too and your mind is also energy too. But so you see that in your body there is energy and and, and matters but in your mind you think that only energy And you have the impression that this body, when you die and there's nothing left, no, nothing is left. Nothing dies. You are transforming in the term of matters, but in the form of many other things. And then we still forget that. Many scientists still forget, and they also are fearful to die too. And um, the the nature of the, the many things is no birth, no death, no increasing, no decreasing. Uh, and so the, the 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 main meaning of the prash of prashna paramita, it means the heart of great understanding, is to help you to transcend on these small, on these uh, category mental categories and don't put everyone in every box put things in every box so now some scientists still continue to say that this universe how have been born and which day or one day this uh, universe will be destroyed or not they still put a question basing on on these box and so there is a, a, a theory like Big Bang. Uh, after the Big Bang, and then you become from, etc. And you are caught in on these box. Mental category, birth, death. And you are caught in the, the box of birth and the box of death. And now scientists have found that there is nothing been born, nothing died. Why? Why we have to say that he exists, he doesn't exist? Because they are remain in your in your brain only. And when you see no birth, no death, or death, and so the the pair of existent, non-existent, yes, no, is. This will be gone. When you you see that, and then you can live gently, freely, happily in your daily activities.
in Buddhism, there is a notion about bất thối chuyển. It means you will not return. You will not fall back into the world of suffering. Bất thối chuyển. Bất is no. Thối chuyển, it means, yeah, samsara, circle of suffering. And everybody, or every one of us, us want to become bok thoi chuyen. It's no returning to the world of suffering, like uh, our depression, or our, our fear. And today you feel that, ah, you are really free. But if you don't have the bok thoi chuyen, and then you feel back, you will fall back into the fear again, panic again. So when you arrive to the state where you are no longer feel back, fell back into the fear, that panic, and that uh, worries, depression, so that you are in bok thoi chuyen. It means you are on the state you overcome on this turning back. And we believe that when you practice well and you arrive to that state of non return and then you you will not go back to the world of and so that is why they have the idea that the nipada where there is some remaining suffering even you obtain the nirvana but you still have some remaining suffering but when you arrive to nirvana voju it means you are no longer go back to the Remaining depression or remaining fear. And so we all, and so they said that we have to arrive to the Nibbana where there is absolutely happiness, absolute happiness. And as they have seen, we want to have a perfection. The absolute absence of uh, absence, absence of. Uh, so you want perfection is contrary to imperfection. So you have to overcome that. I used to look deep. That historical dimension, and they said that. You are already enlightened person like uh, the Buddha is total perfect under intervention. But why the Buddha have to do sitting meditation and walking meditation? And you are you are already a Buddha already. Why you have to 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 continue to do sitting meditation and walking meditation? Why? Any any of you have asked this question? You already enlightened. Why? And so, so you do sitting meditation in order to become a Buddha. But now you are already Buddha. Why you continue to sit? And so it means that he has not arrived to that non-return. Please answer for me. Ask this question and answer. In principle, everything is impermanent. Everything is changing. Things is changing. 
on the formation is impermanent. If you believe that this is the truth, and the Buddha is also impermanent, and he knew, I am impermanent like you, and so the joy is impermanent, and the enlightenment is also impermanent. So that joy is also a living being, a living things, living a joy is also a reality, a, a living reality. The enlightenment is also also living reality. And everything, they are also impermanent. And that is why the joy, the joy will, will be destroyed one day and the enlightenment will be invited. And so, your joy, you must nourish that. You nourish. Today, your joy is like that. You act for that to have that joy. And you have to nourish that joy. Your enlightenment, you need also to practice. And then the Buddha continue. It means no return. Because if you know the way, you don't fail back. If you continue to practice, there's no, no falling down. You, so you continue to practice and you continue to be joyful, to continue to be, to be um, relaxed and enlightened. But you continue to nourish that food of enlightenment. If we say that Buddha nature or everything is impermanent and the Buddha is also impermanent, Buddha nature is impermanent. And I will ask you, the Buddha nature is impermanent? <laughs> if, if everything is impermanent, so Buddha nature is also impermanent? And thanks to impermanence of Buddha nature that you nourish every day by living deeply the moment present. And then they are nourished by the ordinary living being nature. Farm is mean ordinary, profane. Sometimes they translate by profane, but sometimes it's ordinary nature. Jungshan, ordinary nature of beings on earth. Han is holiness and farm worldly, worldly. I translate but ordinary, but I say that worldliness, holiness and worldliness. 
because there is worldliness, then we have holiness. If there is no worldliness, you cannot have holiness. Holiness is better, different. But like mud and the lotus, without mud you cannot make a lotus. And so the holiness is made with the worldliness. Without worldliness, and then there is no holiness. If we go in the middle way, you write on the middle way of because there is worldliness and there is holiness. And there is holiness, there is worldliness. Like the, when you see a lotus, you must see the mud. And that is the non-duality look. If you see that there is only lotus without mud, it's wrong. If you have only holy person, there is no worldly person, it's wrong. And you see that everything is perfect, it's nothing. It should have imperfect in order to be perfect, but you can, you can transform the imperfection into in the perfection. But if imper- perfection is not good, and then it become imperfection, and so the Buddha write on that, and he continued to do sitting meditation, working med- walking meditation. He don't want to. Even you have a solid practice like that, you are not afraid to fall down back into the suffering, but you have to nourish gently, joyfully, relaxingly, happily. And so you have to remove your naive way of thinking. When you become perfection, there's nothing to do. The Buddha don't need to do sitting meditation, walking meditation. And we be clearly, the Buddha was enlightened during 45 years. He continued to practice walking meditation, sitting meditation. And so, if we don't know how to, to practice well, and we cannot continue to keep that, because everything is impermanent. So he continued to feed himself with the transformation of imperfection into perfection, imperfection to perfection, and to cruelty into understanding, forgiveness, compassion, acceptance. And so you continue to change and to nourish that, that changing. And so worldliness, worldliness and, and holiness, they enter all. So one day, when I look deeply and I see that, we don't need the, 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 the nirvana bojui. It means uh, without any remaining. And then you know, we have some suffering, but if you know how to transform, it's okay. Uh, you don't need to have everything perfect. If everything perfect, you will see that it's not perfect. So it's better that you have some difficulty and then you overcome. And then I have given you the way to understand, to, to take care of your anger, your fear, your, and if you know that you are not afraid, you can be happy right now. Because mud is there, but you are not afraid. Mud will have beautiful flowers. And 
the suffering, the difficulty, okay, I know how to make it into enlightenment and, and, and into wonderful thing. And so the main point is do you have a path? If you have that path, there's nothing to be afraid. That path will bring you to nirvana. And then you can look deep and then you see the nirvana right away. And you take one precept, you have one freedom. The second precept, second freedom. Third precept, third freedom. And and so nirvana and liberation are some not nothing in the future. They are here and now. Liberation is not in the future. Right in the present moment. If you have that path, you have the key of the practice. And every day, you create more joy, more happiness, more freedom. Having that path, you know how to handle your difficulty and change them into freedom, joy, happiness. You don't know to go where. You don't know to go anywhere. And you feel very free, very happy. <laughs> so simple. It's time for the walking meditation joyfully, happily. <laughs> <laughs>